that countdown. Five, four, you better strap yourself in. Three, two, buckle up, motherfucker, fucker. Five. Wait, why you go back to five? It's time for the Dan Fogler for the Experience Keith Price's Curtain Call. It's Keith Price's Curtain Call. Dude, I got Keith Price is just in here, obviously, doing his Keith Price's Curtain Call. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go on his show. I've been on his show before. Um, I mention him because Keith Edison Price <laughs> is, on the, is on the board. Um, I got to call the 4DX people, man. And right now? Is that who I'm calling? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's who you're calling? Oh, my God. Is that who we're calling? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, did you hear our commercial? <laughs> yes, I heard our commercial. Were you loving it? I, I got to admit, I kind of enjoyed. Uh, enjoyed Well, you look like you were liking it while we were making it. I had a good time. And that's that. why I like working with you, man. All right, I'm about to dial up our friend. All right, we're dialing up. His name is Brett Deacon, and he's from the 40X people who have come on board. The reason why we made the commercial. The question I want to say, what? have they heard the commercial? Yeah, they love it. Hello. Hey, man, is this you? This is Brett. How are you? Is this Corporal Brett Deacon? The same. You have the coolest name, man. No, you have the coolest name. No, no, no. My name, my name is terrible. I mean, my name is fine. It gets messed up all the time, but... But like, I almost wanna, I almost, cause I like, I love names. I, we're recording, by the way. We're we're into it. We're doing it, man. We're on. We're right on. Yeah. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. It's a beautiful sunny day in California. Yeah, that's nice. Where are you at in California? Our uh, our lab is right in Hollywood at uh, Hollywood and La Brea, basically. You go on the uh, the wonderful uh, Kevin Smith show, right? You go on his show quite a bit. I have never been on his show. Oh. But I thought he stopped I thought he stops I thought that you stopped by there and you like drop off like uh you like you say, Hey, come on down and give him tickets and stuff. I thought I saw that once. Oh I'm Oh yeah, you're I'm at the show. But uh I just I'm in the audience with everybody oh, else. That's sweet. Dude yeah. and that's a that's a cool venue. You're gonna have to check that out when you're out here and anybody who's ever in LA needs to check out the scum and villainy Oh man, I I've, I've been there. I had a blast. Uh, yeah, it's really trippy. It's very cool. It's uh, wait, where is it at again? I'm a New York guy. It's on. Uh, where is it? Where is it? It's at Hollywood and Coenga. Right, I knew that. And um, yeah, it's cool. You go in there and they have the Star Wars music and some people they dress up and it's really chill in there. And uh, I mean, it's really cool if you know it's it it mimics the the cantina at Tatooine and 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 Kevin. Uh, does his podcast out of there sometimes and uh and yeah, yeah. he uh he does a podcast with mark bernard and uh they do fat man on batman and yeah. they talk about the new uh they give away 40x passes nice so, exactly that's how i knew that really- and then he and then kevin smith hooked us up with you guys and and uh so we're we're just so excited now now the title of my podcast makes sense i'm very excited <laughs> yeah we're all excited here too Oh, good, man. Um, so, uh, 
So, um, what's the last 40X movie that, that you saw? The last 40X movie I saw was Maze Runner, which comes out this weekend. Oh, man. So, you, you're already ahead of schedule. Yeah. Well, we QC all the titles here about a week or so before the release. Yeah. So, and yeah, we-, we get a chance to do a quality check with the studio rep to make sure that everything's copacetic and they sign off. I love that. So, what, what we've been talking about is uh, is that maybe we could do like a build up to uh, Fantastic Beast uh, that that opens um, in November, and then maybe I, I'll I'll go out there and I'll test out uh, in your in your labs. Uh, Fantastic Beast, your new 40 experience uh, version of that, and <laughs> blow my mind, and um, and yeah. and and then you know we'll have a little audience, and then right afterward we'll do a podcast, maybe a live podcast, or 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 tape it for the first time. We've only done you know audio, you know radio style from uh, in our past episodes, but I'm excited to do more live stuff, more video stuff, just to, just so you can. <laughs> have a feel for the vibe so what so you're right yeah go ahead ahead. i was gonna say some youtube stuff exactly and um okay so i would i uh i want to know what what your job is there at 40x brother what do you do every day on on the regular i do a lot of different stuff but basically i'm the production manager for 40x so we have a team of editors that do all the effects they do the motion there's a team that works on motion and then a team that works on the environmental and the vibrations and such right um and what i do is help coordinate with the studios and uh with with the who is providing us materials because they get materials about two weeks before the release and that's when they start yeah so my job is just kind of like coordinating everything behind the scenes cool. so everything that. regarding that go ahead you oversee a lot of uh, the activities. Yeah, I'm basically supporting the editing team and uh, just making sure like the train's humming along, basically. Right. So, do you ever get to like sit in the seats and and test it out yourself while you're doing it? That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of the best parts of the job is that, like I said, we do a studio QC uh, before the release. QC, and, right? Okay, uh, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times I'll sit in on the movie uh, before it's released and uh, and get to experience it, which is great because then I can recommend to people, hey, this weekend this movie's going to be awesome. You know, you guys definitely want to check it out. Yeah. So, um, so how was the Maze Runner? Did you dig it? I did dig it. I didn't. I saw the first one. I did not see the second one. But uh, yeah, I haven't the Maze seen Runner them. opened this really awesome chain uh, chase scene with the train. Yeah, that is a fan. 40x sequence yeah i love the trains man the trains are always great sequences in 4d a lot of uh, right yeah um so so my question is so you 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 have been here since the beginning of the 4d experience experience basically right and you uh, or where when did well, you come I've, in? I've only been at the company for two and a half years and okay. they've been going since I think five years before that. Oh, okay. Okay. But when I came on board, there were only two sites in the U S Los Angeles and, uh, outside Chicago. Right. And now there are, I think eight sites in the U S there's four in Southern California, two in New York, 
We just opened one in Washington, D.C. Uh, there's one in Orlando and one in Seattle. And they're planning to – there's also one in Toronto, which is really cool. Mm. Um, and they're, they're planning to expand uh, even more this year. I hope so, man. I, I, I got into it about two years ago. That's how old the basically the podcast is, I think, maybe – yeah, it's about two years old, and so I, I, the first time right. I the first time I went in um, was at Union Square in New York, and we see the movies there all the time, and uh, at the the Regal Theater there, and um, and uh, yeah, I, I've seen I, I I always try to see a 40x movie if I'm if if there's one playing. I just I really feel like it's like the wave of the future, and um, I just I, I feel like if you really want to be more immersed in the movie and you really want to uh, feel like you're on the ride of the movie, you know, there's so many movies like the maze one, one, for example, I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen uh, the, the, the ones that came before the previous movies, but I'm going to go see this one because it's in 4d, you know, it's just like, it's just like a reason to see something. I don't know if I would, if I would go see Jumanji necessarily, but I'm going to go see it. I'm gonna go see it next week because it's in 4D because it's a ride, man, and and um, and I, I I love that. So let's let's talk about all the components that that the audience member gets. Mm -hmm. So well, each theater is different, but okay. uh, the basics are um, three degrees of motion, which is pitch, heave, um, basically like back and forth, left and right. Right. And so then, like, and for instance, in the wall. I'm sorry. Say it again. There's the scent and the water uh, and the wind. Um, and then we have some effects here that you don't have at your New York theater that when you get out here, I can't wait to show you. Oh, man. I mean, let me tell you, like, I, the, the one that I saw recently that really just I thought was my favorite so far was um, The Last Jedi. Um, and I know a lot of people had issues with the movie. Uh, but I forgave a lot of stuff, you know, um, and uh, I I love the specifically. Let's talk about just the first moment where you, it really the 4D kicks in, and it's this free fall, beautiful, this amazing. You 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 know, imagine you're sitting in the movie theater, and suddenly your chair, you know, for those of you who haven't had this, you know, experience before, suddenly the chair lifts up, you get a little. You get a little blast of breeze on your face just, and it feels like that feeling just before that click, 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 click feeling on a roller coaster. And here you are, it's Last Jedi, and you're looking down into that that major drop that happens where you, you're, you know, the POV, the camera, and you're, and you're shooting through the battle scene. And um, I can't, or, or it's like this amazing, just, it just comes alive immediately. And... I had that feeling. Uh, I was watching uh, the Magnificent Seven, like you're on a horse. You get a little breeze comes in. You know, you feel like you're on the horse with the guys, man. And it's this. It's magical because you suddenly feel like you're there with them. And um, you know, and, and especially for a movie like Star Wars, which is something that I grew up with, that is like something I love in my heart. To feel like you're in there with them in the cockpit with fucking Chewie, man, I felt like a little kid again. You know what, Deacon? Um, I mean, uh, Brett, I, I, I just want to, I want to call you Deacon. Wasn't there? I want to, I want to yell at you in, in an Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of accent. Yeah, was there, a, was there like a bad guy named Deacon in one of the movies? Uh, uh, Waterworld. Waterworld. There was a guy named Deacon. 
Okay, who was that? Dennis Hopper? Yeah, Dennis Hopper. And then uh I think Blade as well. In Blade, of course, right. Steve uh um Dorf played Deacon, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. You're a big movie fan because when I when I texted you and said that we were running a little late, you texted me back a thumbs up, a Keanu Reeves thumbs up. Whoa! <laughs> so I just it made yeah. me laugh, man. Right. Well, I'm, no, I'm a I'm a huge movie buff, which is like why I love this job so much because we're uh, surrounded by it all the time. Awesome, man. We're yeah, we're gonna get to hang out when I come out there. Um, and uh, I just want to, I you know, maybe we'll have you guys on again if you if you're if you're cool with that. Uh, down the line, it's yep. just fun to check in with you guys. If you, you know, um, it's been great to have you on the show. And and uh, did you want to, you know, say anything like one last thing about 40x uh, to the fans out there? Who no, have- I'm just. I would just want to say that I'm so glad that you're such a big fan. And and like you said, that it's 40x is really an experience that you can't get at home. You know, and it's you can watch these movies when they hit home video a thousand times, but you're never going to be able to watch it the way you can see it in 40 X. And that's why I think it's, it's so unique and cool. And I think you and I share that. And, uh, I'm just so glad like this, this synergy is happening. I mean, I was, I was driving, listening to Kevin's podcast and talking to you in that interview. And yeah. all of a sudden out of the blue, we started talking about 40 X. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, dude, I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot of been, there's, there's a lot of been, there has been many, uh, have many, there've been many synchronicities that have happened to me, uh, over the last couple years. And, um, and I really try to, I, I'm really aware of them. And, They've been happening more and more, and this was a this this was one of them. You know, I I, I haven't been on anybody's podcast. The first podcast I go on is my is Kevin Smith, who is a, who has become a buddy, and who is his like you know he he's like oh your your title's forty experience. We know the guy, and he just like in one it, it's not six degrees, it's one degree of separation at that point. You know, that's uh. That's just a magical thing that that just happens, where the universe is like, "Yes, this is a good thing. Let's make this happen," you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm. We're all such a big fan of yours and Fantastic Beasts, and I'm a. I've been a big fan of yours for all going way back. So this is just awesome that uh, you love 40x and. You know, like I said, I can't wait to get you out here and show you all the other bells and whistles that uh, are going to kind of blow your mind a bit. Man, I can't wait to get out there. We're going to have fun, um, and we're going to have a big event around Fantastic Beasts. It's going to be—I'm very excited about it. Um, all right, man, I'll let you get back to your uh, 4D experience life, uh, and uh, just thanks for coming on. We'll 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 have you on again if that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, anytime, Dan, and. Uh... We'll uh we'll see you real soon. Okay, brother. Be good. Okay, bye. Bye, pal. Awesome. That was very cool. Man, I could have kept talking to him. He's he was cool. He was like uh he was like a, a, a buddy in arms, you know? Totally. Loves movies, loves forty X. And he loves all of that energy that, that seems to create that whole the the smoke and the water and the Yeah, he digs it. He's like he's like the, the manager of it. But now the question is, is like, what is it that he's going to show you? I'm going to see out there, dude. I'm going to he got so just like how he, I'm so excited, <laughs> just like how he got to see Maze Runner before it came out. Right, 40x. I'm going to be able to see my movie Fantastic Beasts, the, the next one, That's so in 40x before anyone fucking sees it. 
That is hot. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I got very, uh, I almost hyperventilated. <laughs> You're right. This is great. I'm excited. This is cool. This is a thing, man. This is becoming a thing. I can feel it. The energy. It's nice to become the thing and be right there when the thing is happening. Okay, shit. Let's pause because you don't have my you don't have my friend's number. Let me I give don't. you her number. Okay, hold on one sec. All right. It's 2018. Time to upgrade your movie watching experience. Check out 40X today and get into the action. Stretch your senses beyond the screen. 40X is an immersive full sensory theater experience. Equipped with wind, fog, rain, scents, and a ton of effects to bring you into the story. Feel the force vibrate with every lightsaber duel. Yeah! Feel the wind rip through a train heist. And every twist and turn on the high-speed chase. Yeah. 40X has theaters in Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and many more slated to open in a 40X theater near you soon. 40X USA on Facebook. <laughs> cool. Okay, we're going to call my longtime man. She's like my best friend. She was Keith. She... Uh-huh. This is my friend Lizzie Feldman, Liz Feldman. Yeah. I know her uh, from back in the day in Brooklyn. You know, I grew up with her. She she was my best woman. She was I <laughs> I didn't I I love a best man. I had a best woman. And uh, okay, because, your call has been forwarded to an automated oh, voice fuck. messaging system. Are Are you kidding? Three one Uh-oh. zero. Oh my god. Eight, four. I think she's written me off. Oh my god. That's not good. That's upsetting. She's my oldest friend, and she's not. She ain't picking up the phone. She ain't picking up the phone. Holy for holies. <laughs> there she is. Hello? Oh, my good Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is very lovely <laughs> to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I um, I'm just scrolling through the voices in my head that I could answer back to you, but I'm no, just gonna go for I'm no, you're for me, man. Yeah, that's this is good. me. No, that's a good choice. It's yeah, it's a good choice. Since thank it's, you, it's, it's for calling you, and then the audience would be like, "Wait a minute, does she sound like that?" <laughs> also, none of your listeners know who I am, so it would be really weird. No, you know. Like, and then I was going to say hello. You know, just. Weird. You know, um, I I knew that you were cool right away, uh, <laughs> because because of the impression that you did of your, your the hysterical impression that you did of your uh, was she the, the maid or the nanny or something? Or the oh boy, this is none of this is painting me in a in a good picture. No, um, she was our housekeeper. Housekeeper, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good impression. You don't have to give all the details; just do the voice. Uh, well, we had a housekeeper growing up who was Norwegian, um, and she was deaf in one ear. <laughs> That's um, and she was also about like six one, Whoa. and could could be could be a linebacker on the Eagles. Like she was very uh, just a tough broad, but she um, sounded like this. Hello, Leo. I folded your pants. All your pants are folded. I love how the pants. It's like is, that. I love how the pants is are plural. 
pants as well, you know, listen, she thought it's for their pants, you know, yeah. and even if she's folding multiple pairs of pants, their pants is, what do you want? No one ever told her that she didn't have to do that. <laughs> I love that. We had a we had great respect for Mrs. Link said, and nobody <laughs> ever corrected her uh, yeah. malapropisms. Um, but you were... And, you know, she, she, she worked with my family for like 23 years. We, you know, she was like a second mother to me. We loved her. But <laughs> but you were collecting names early on. I'm not names, like characters. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely I definitely was. Yeah. Um and speaking of characters, when I met you, I was like you were such a you were like a godsend to me. I was I was thirteen. Whoa. Um and yeah, I was thirteen when we met and I was a wacky broad at 13 and uh just a total um just a looney tune and you know loved to do bits but had no one to do them with yeah. and then i meet you and you know i don't know if you've already told the uh, your listening <clears throat> audience what you look like when we met but uh um, <laughs> no, you were wearing a you were wearing oh, a yeah. long uh blonde braided wig right right i was this and... i was thisby in the, in in midsummer night's dream Right, Flute and you had a Viking hat on, <laughs> and a Viking hat, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So that's and I had like a dress that so, like that, gave, that had a dress that 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 was like all plump and it had like like big pillows and the boobies. It was awesome. Yeah, you were like you were dressed like Mrs. Linkstead's ancestors. Yes, yeah, that's amazing how that <laughs> and, all links together like that. And her name is Linkstead. Yeah, this is getting weird. Really weird. How do we just put this together forty nine years later? No, that's um, how it works. And, um, that's how it works. We gotta be we gotta like be really focused on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, I was gonna say I was yeah. thirteen. You were fourteen, I think, at the time. Yes. And um, you know, just to meet a, a simpatico um lunatic was so <laughs> exactly. uh life changing for me because like, you know, the the other friends I had the, you know, around me were, you know, were nice people, but they just weren't like, you know, um, comedians. (laughs) Um, and, uh, we just like hit it off right away. And also like we were, people like wanted us to meet, like your mom wanted us to meet, which is weird because we were children. Um, and, uh, like our drama teacher wanted us to meet. So we were like a little bit set up to be friends, I think. Oh, that was interesting. Who Miss Siderman was doing that. Who did that? No, that was um Miss Eliasoff? You guys Eliasoff. Out there, yeah, this that is was, this is no. like such a private conversation <laughs> that no one else would know about. Mrs. Schmecklewood? I yeah, can just Mrs. make up any uh, names. Gordon Stein. <laughs> she wanted us to be friends. Wasn't she having an um, affair with Mr. Humplewitz? <laughs> Well, he was the hot teacher. What oh, did you yeah. expect? He was I mean... 15 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he he directed a lot of the shows. <laughs> anyway, um, we, we, did a, we, we knew that we were compadres. Uh, and uh, do you remember we were sitting in that hallway? We were like, so what do you want to do when you grow up? And like we kind of like like said what we wanted to do then. And then it kind of came through for Yes. Me. Yes, I do remember that. And I remember thinking, and this is a conversation that we get, we, we have had in, in the last, God, I mean, tw- 27 years that we've been friends, uh, was that we were both like, wait, I want, no, you were like, I want to be an actor. And 
you know, I, I think at the time I wanted to be an actor, but I just knew I wanted to tell stories and be in entertainment. Be in entertainment. We both knew that. Yeah. And then, and, but yeah. we were like, but, but everybody, you know, we, we went to the same high school, obviously, but there had never been a person who graduated from our high school who, you know, made it in the field of entertainment other than like a record producer guy. Is that and, true? um, oh, I guess so. yeah, we were like, but how's that going to happen? Like, how are we both going to like, how's it going to happen for us? Uh, but Joan Rivers to totally honest, went to Adelphi. What'd you say? I was, I was going to say Joan Rivers, but it wasn't her. She went to Adelphi Academy, which closed down, uh, <laughs> yeah. like two years that after was I left you went to before, before, before our school, poly yeah. prep. Yeah. The infamous poly prep. Yeah. And, uh, Which and was then, a yeah, wonderful was like, schooling experience at the Richard Perry <laughs> Theater. It was wonderful. Um, but yeah, we were. I do remember talking about that and just thinking, like, how's it going to happen? And then thinking, like, well, we'll have to be the first. And uh, look at us all these years later. That is cool. We had to be the first. Man, It's. I was so excited to have you on the show. Like, You're like my oldest friend, man. This is weird. To Thank talk, you. Because likewise, yeah. But you know, it, it's also like, you know, we're it's we it's kind of funny because we're having a, we're having like this conversation on it's an interview, you know. But we but we, <laughs> but we know each other for so good, so good. Well, the, the thought the thought of you like interviewing me is like, I know. preposterous. It's so funny. <laughs> it's not like I was telling. I mean, them, it's it's crazy, but um, I was but telling yet, them that you know. You, uh, it makes sense. I don't know. I, it's, thank you for wanting to interview me. I've listened to um, certainly excerpts of many of your episodes, and you have some real fancy people on there. And uh, just the excerpts. And you're always like, so, <laughs> what did you say? Just excerpts. You can only take a like well, a little you know, dose. Who's at a got? Time. Who's got? You know, you have a lot of episodes, so I, I wanted to brush up. I dig uh, it. And uh, no, I've had some. But really I listened awesome to people. a lot of the Bob Odenkirk episode. He's obviously like such a you know comic hero. And that um, one particular, you know, you're so sweet to everybody. You're always like, you know, extolling everybody. And my thought was like, if I was going to be interviewed by you, I would extol you because to have known you at 14 and to known how talented you were, like as just like a kid, like the first time I saw you perform, I was like, holy shit, like this guy is the real fucking deal. And I mean, that's why I brought you on. That's why I brought you on. <laughs> Am I doing okay? You're doing great. Keep going. Um, no, but and you're cute because you're like you know you tell the people that you're interview like that you're you know you were telling Bob that you're like proud of him and I'm like I'm I'm proud of you like oh man you have you have made the life you wanted for yourself and you have you I know have you have honored the, the gifts that you were given you know and it's a beautiful thing to have witnessed alongside with you for you know almost 30 years so it's pretty cool that's beautiful thank you darling i i, I um yeah there were times there where <laughs> it was a little, <laughs> little iffy but you were there the whole time i was there we we went to high school together i was well i met you in junior high school we went to high school together and we went to college together yeah we yeah and then so you were, i was telling them a, that you were my uh my my best lady at my wedding exactly yeah. Your best little man. And uh and you were in my wedding as well. Um yeah. and um you know, <laughs> yeah, we're as as close to siblings as you can get without being biologically related or being raised under the same roof. Yeah, you're a sister from another mister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
Um, You're also a sister. <laughs> sister from another mister. Yeah. <laughs> I accept that. Yeah, um, that's fair. So you're, people don't know that your favorite movies, let me get this right, it's Silence of the Lambs and Total, yeah. Re- Total Recall. Is that still it? Oh, well, you know, Total Recall is up there, but I would say for sure, the original, by the way, the original, let's not get confused. Um, But I would say, yes, Silence of the Lambs is definitely my favorite movie, but I would say alongside Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You knew that. No, I didn't know about that. I mean, I guess I did, right? Because you had a Michael J. Fox thing. I did have a Michael J. Fox thing. Before I (laughs) realized I was gay, I thought I was in love with Michael J. Fox. But looking back, I think I just wanted to be him because ah. um, I got like his same mm. haircut. Like I had that mullet in the <laughs> late 80s. Um, yeah. Didn't look as good, good on me as it did on him. You were always like looking at me down the hall and all, Dan, can you come over to my house and build a time machine and we can video, <laughs> videotape it? And I was like, oh, yeah, let's see. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. And we got pieces of art that your mom had, and we made a time machine. Remember that fucking time that we made that crazy, like, really violent, weird, it was hysterical, but we made, like, a home movie where <laughs> it was weird. It was, like, this couple, and we were fighting, and then all of a sudden, like, someone stabbed each other, and we had the brilliant idea, like, no, put an apple in there. We, like, put an apple in your bra or something, and we stabbed the apple. <laughs> you remember that crazy? That sounds right. Yeah, well, we we had, like, a long run. I mean, we basically made our first TV and film together, basically. And, like, my mom had one of those really big video cameras that you have to, like, hoist on your shoulder. Um, And, uh, yeah, we made a lot of... We were very into violence because I remember, like, practicing our stage combat, you know, on camera as well. A lot of punching. It was very Tarantino-esque. That's what it was like growing up in Brooklyn. Just like him. Just like him. Yes. <laughs> but that's what, you know, we this was Brooklyn, man. This was the 90s. Oh, yeah. This was... Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, you know, we you know, we were from, you know, we're not from Mayberry. That's for sure. We ain't from Mayberry. What did we do? We would go to get pizza and we'd play pool. That's what we did. And that's it, what we did. And we, we, we would uh, smoke cigarettes and blame it on the people in the pool hall. Yeah. And extort <laughs> money, break kneecaps <laughs> on the way to school. Um, you know what was great about Polly is that Polly was like, "What's that?" Well, it was what was great about that was that you know we we obviously got to meet there, but because we we loved comedy so much, we haven't even talked about. Well, I'm about to get into you know what you do um, and how you have okay you, how you uh, have seeped into many people's living rooms, you know, um, on a daily basis. Um, but what that did was like, it was an incubator for us, you know, to, to work on our comedy. Yeah. We, we did, we, in that movie, in that theater, we were in making those movies. We were, we, when we did improv classes there, we did the, we obviously yep. did the school plays. We did, we did the musicals. We did everything there. That was like the, the best education <clears throat> in theater that I got. You know that was my education before college, and it was a great. Yeah. It was a great education. We were, we were encouraged to make our own shit, to to, to yeah, write our own plays. To oh yeah, I was I was encouraged to to write monologues and to write oh, yeah. scenes, and you know, I mean that that's the that was definitely the 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 impetus for yeah. my whole career. And the, yes, started that, there. There you go, and that's the precursor to 
um, you know, that, or you combine all that together, you get the Groundlings, man, right? And that's where you started uh, doing That's right. Yeah, a lot of people, I want you to, I want people to see you perform because that is <laughs> hysterical. I mean, you, you know, we should talk about, you started, you, 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 you were like my Sherpa because you, you did stand up first. I was like, oh, wow, okay, she's doing stand up now. Fuck, I gotta do, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was like, yeah, I, I, you know, it was like a comp, a friendly competition there. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, a, it's, a... yeah, I, I started stand up when I was, uh, I think I was like six, 16. Amazing. Uh, yeah. like my, my junior year of high school, I answered an ad in Backstage Magazine. They were looking for kids who could write their own jokes. Right. Uh, and actually, like, I had, I had done like a, like a weird, like, children's theater play in the city. And, uh, the director actually got in touch with me and she saw the ad and she was like, you need to do this. Yeah. And I was like, what? I don't know. I can't, I don't know if I can write jokes. And what was that? Then um... I tried. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You tried and, and it worked. I tried and, uh, I, I roped in, um, this, uh, other kid that we went to high school with to do it with me. I don't know why. I don't know what you were. Maybe you were you were a senior in high school, so you maybe had to be buckling down. Yeah, I was being Ferris Bueller, like being other places. Yeah, then school. I wasn't ever there. <laughs> you weren't you on that Nickelodeon show? Uh, you can't do that on television. Wasn't that? Yes. Yes, I knew. I was no, right. Not that one. Not oh. that one. No, it's that was a Canadian show. But um, oh. no, I was. I yeah. So I was. What was it called? Nickelodeon sort of. It was called All That. All That. I'm and an uh, that was my first, yeah, that was my first sort of big jackass. thing. And um, I was going to go to college um, and I got this job working, writing, and, and performing on All That. And it was uh, in Orlando, Florida. So I did not go to college. And much to my mother's dismay, I moved to Orlando and did that. Uh, and that was, that was a long time ago. So I was, it was, it was about three weeks after I graduated from high school. Um, that was like that I um, did that. And that was like SNL for kids, man. Wasn't what's his name? Yeah, man? pretty much. The, uh, yeah, Keenan. I wrote for Keenan. Yeah. Um, and he's on yeah. SNL now. He's been on SNL forever, man. It's like yeah, he was I built think he's for now that like show. Like the longest running guy. Is he? He was. That, that's where. That's where you. That's the the seeds of that right there. Was on that show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and so yeah, then, that was that was a uh, that was a long time ago. What was it? And. <laughs> We, then we did imp- we did improv in uh, in college together with spontaneous combustion. That was some. Well, it's really because of you that I that I ended up going to college because is that what? Um... I, okay, okay, I know I know the story. Go ahead, tell the story. <laughs> I like that you know the story as if it happened to somebody else. I want my audience to um, hear it. I want my audience to hear it for the first okay, time. Okay, wonderful. I can't wait to share it. Um, the I was visiting you uh, up at BU. And cause I was like, you know, once I was done with the season, I, I was like totally aimless. I had like nothing to do. Um, and I came to visit you and like sleep on your couch and, uh, are, are now like one of our best friends now, but you know, a, an early friend of yours from college was like, Hey, come to you. She was like, come audition for the improv group. Who was that? But I was staying with Sarah? you. Oh, that was Katie, okay. Katie Mushlin. Yep. And, um, and, and you were like, you should come, like, come and audition. And I was like, but I don't go to school here. <laughs> and, and you're like, and you're like, yeah, but like, they don't know who cares, you know? Right. And so we went and I went with you and we auditioned for this group. 
um, and called spontaneous combustion because that's what an improv group should be called. <laughs> and we, you know, I got, we both got in yeah. and they kind of said like, you, you could be in this group if you went to school here. <laughs> and so like literally, and like, this is like, I'm staying with you for a few days. The next day I walked into the admission office wow. and like filled out an application and like did my interview Holy and, uh, that's the rest of history. I went to school there because of you and that improv group. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, man. So you're my Sherpa too. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. So Lizzie Ann Feldman, do you want to know what your name means? Uh, yes. Okay. Do you know that Elizabeth means... <laughs> Well, you know what your last name means, Feldman, right? It's it's Fieldman, right? Yeah, it basically means farmer. Yeah, farmer, right? Farmer, exactly. That's even, that's better. I'm going to say farmer. Farmer. I love I love names. Farmer. You know what my name is? I found out my name is uh, Daniel. Means God is my judge, and Fogler is bird Oy. bird catcher. And my middle name is Kevin. <laughs> so Kevin is handsome. So my name is God is my judge, handsome bird catcher. You like that? I mean, that's you in a that's you in a goddamn nutshell. I know they got me pegged. <laughs> <laughs> so Elizabeth is check this one out. God is my oath. Holy fuck! Oof. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Heavy. Hold on. Anne. <laughs> I think I got this. Anne is God has favored me. Holy fuck! Whoa. God Whoa. has favored me. Oh, my God. And then your last name is Farmer. So, <laughs> your name is God is my oath. God has favored me, Farmer. I love it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. She sounds like a like a fun person to have at a party. <laughs> yes. She just stands up. <laughs> you understand that God has favored me. Oh my god. Pass the chips. What a jerk. What a jerk that Anne is. <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> um would you ever do stand up again? You know, I, I get I, I was asked that recently. I, you know, probably, uh, yeah, I would. I um, you know, I sort of did it I I've, I've sort of left it and come back to it several times in life and most recently i probably did it uh i did like once a year at this point um but it's i, I think i always viewed stand-up as a means to an end yeah, and exactly. uh, Me too, yeah. it was something i used to really enjoy doing just as itself you know as just the means and the end itself but i think when i started to you know when you move out to la it's like everybody's doing it to get something else going. right yeah exactly what it is That's and that's yeah, what it was. And it was always a means to get a it, manager or a means to just, exactly. just, just perform, God forbid. You know, just go out to get out there and just right. put yourself out there. Yeah. And I think I think when I found the groundlings and I found, you know, uh you know, a, a steady place to perform improv, I kinda realized like, you know, that could sort of fulfill a, a very similar place inside me, like where exactly. like you know, I still perform with the Groundlings uh, about twice a month. Yeah, I still I, I'm in oh, two different that. shows there. Why don't you ever tell yeah, me? I want to. So like, that's like I want to come and see you. Am I never not? In, have I ever? I'm not in town, huh? 
Well, you know, you're either not in town or you like give me like 10 hours of warning that you're coming into town. <laughs> so right. You're like, this is like a classic Dan Fosler test coming to LA, like no time frame, you know, <laughs> like starting this day, none of that. You just sort of, you're like, okay, okay, he's coming to LA at some point. I'd like um, to be mysterious. But, um, you know. <laughs> I'll, but I'll let you know if next time you're in town, tell me the window you're in town. I'll let well, you know. What happens I'm, is like I'm sometimes like a gig comes out of the blue and I, and I, and I just like find out like, okay, you're going to LA tomorrow. So that's why I like mass text of all, you know, friends coming to LA. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, but this is like, this is like a great source of amusement among your LA friends is that, did you get that Fogler test? What do you, <laughs> sex, what do you think it means? When do you think he's coming? <laughs> I just cast like a large net. I want people to be alert. <laughs> I want you to be ready. I can pop it at any moment. <laughs> I can come Listen, in. Listen, I just it. feel special that I get the text, you know? You are special. Yeah, well, thank you. Evidently. So, you know, you were in the, the early incarnations of the Spelling Bee show. You played the comfort counselor once, right? I was. Yeah, I was. My, you were you know, a maniac. My sister, <laughs> <laughs> my sister created the show yes. and... She Rebecca initially Feldman. really wanted me to be in it. And yeah, Rebecca Feldman, my sister, very talented sister. Um, she, I was, I was in LA and I was actually performing in the Sunday company at the time in the, at the groundlings, which is like a weekly show. I had to be there every Sunday, but I would go to New York from, it was something crazy. Like I would go to New York from like Thursday to Sunday morning and I would do the spelling bee. And then I'd come home and I would do the Sunday company. Me. and I this went on for like mm. a month I think I did I did the spelling bee um and it was so fun I'm like so you know I'm so like grateful and proud to have been a part of the early incarnations of yeah, it um magical I was then replaced by an African-American man who can <laughs> sing, sing like, an like Jesus but right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, that's the that's the. Wait, it ha- happens to the best of us. Um, uh, but, but yeah, uh, that was Rebecca. So I mean, Rebecca of. is such a huge. Your sister is such a also a major part of why I wanted to get into acting because I wouldn't have gone to Poly Prep if, yeah. my, if my brother hadn't gone there. The only reason I ever came to Poly when I was before I went there was to see my brother in school plays. So I would see. The school plays, and the best one on the on the stage was your sister. I mean, she was, she, yeah, she was totally. excellent. And um, so I was like, yeah, I want to come here and do that, man. And so, and and who's that Rebecca girl? And who's your sister? You know. And then that was the, that was like, <laughs> man, I I, I I was like ten or you know, my brother was yeah yeah. I, I was that that was yeah. I mean, I think I think we figured out that we were seeing shows like when they were you know much younger like I think when they were like you know eighth grade ninth grade we were you know in the same audience as them but we were like right. really oh my God. little you were like, in those you yeah were in that audience with me darling yeah exactly all this that just hit me right there the two of us just looking up at the stage going we want to do that yeah holy thinking fuck. the same thing well, that's amazing that's amazing um it's pretty crazy so, yeah I was probably like seven or eight how did you get to be a writer on the Ellen show um like what was that you know that was like that was like my big dream i really wanted to work with her um and i you know somewhere along the line like in my 20s my mid-20s um i was done with the sunday company 
And, um, you know, I was like doing like pretty okay as a, as an actor, like I was like booking like, you know, an episode of this here, an episode of that there, but I really had no money to show for it. I couldn't, I just couldn't like get a real living scrape together. Mm. Um, and to be honest, my parents were getting divorced at that time and they had been very financially (laughs) helpful of me on my, you know, struggle to succeed. But once they started, you know, divorce proceedings, uh, there was uh, it all dried up. So they right. basically, you know, they they, I was cut off, it made you and step I had step up. to. Oh yeah, I was like, that's it. That's now's my time. Yeah. So I like I had I worked in a restaurant. I you know all the things that struggling artists do, and I was just trying to like scrape together rent every month and. You know, I, I thought like, look, I, I know I can write. I was a writer when I was much younger. You know, I was a writer on that Nickelodeon show. Right. And I wrote all I wrote all these sketches, but I had been avoiding it, you know, because I wanted to be an actor and I wanted that to be the way I made a living. But once I realized hmm. like that even having a you know, kind of quote unquote successful year as an actor literally did not mean, I mean, I was still struggling to pay my rent and I just, I, I didn't like that. I just didn't like struggling. So I decided to go back to writing to like, sort of just give it a swing and like see if I could get work. And, um, I have an incredible manager named Christy Smith. I was her first client. So we started working together. I was 24, she was 25. And I sat down with her and I was like, I'll be a writer. I'll be a writer. Like, it's not like my, like my first choice but I'll do it. Right. And like, I think within a month I had, I had, um, had gotten a job on a show called blue collar TV. Right. Yeah. And like, it just, it was, it, you know, God favored me. I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. So, um, (laughs) like it was like, it just sort of fell into my lap. Right. And, uh, I, I I was working on that show and I kind of like had a epiphany. Like this is something I could do. Right. You know, I was like, oh, I'm, I can do this. I can write. But if I'm going to do this, if I am going to be a writer, I want to write something I believe in. I want to write like something I can feel good about when I walk home <laughs> at the end of the day. Right. And, you know, um, you I know, really you're a redneck. That was his whole thing, right? You know, you're a redneck. Yeah. When yeah. you're and like, I'm a, I'm a Jew from Brooklyn. What do I know about right. redneck? Right. Like, it was so weird that I was even a writer on that show. Um, but, but weirder, weirder even that like, I kind of like thrived writing on that show, which confounded me at every turn. And, um, that, you know, it turned out that, you know, Ellen's talk show had sort of recently started and I, you know, she was looking for writers and, um, I like purposely, went like when I finally could have an agent, I picked the agent <laughs> that represented her head writer. Mm. Um, luckily it kind of lined up. Like it's not like I had that many choices, but like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go with that guy. And I, so I was able to get my submission, like right to the head writer and, uh, and she liked it and she showed it to Ellen and Holy Ellen liked shit. it. And, um, these are monologues that I had written like years prior because I always wanted to write for her. Huh. So as soon as her talk show started, I was like unemployed, sitting at home, writing monologues for her because I no, just I loved her. No, I remember you were a fan of hers. We went to the, her stand up in New York, right at the 
And I, yes. I, I was the only dude in the audience, you know, or something, right? <laughs> but it was, uh, she was hysterical. Uh, and I remember you were like... I mean, she's brilliant. But that was someone who you're like, man, I... She is brilliant, of course. And she has endured, yes. obviously. I mean, she's a fucking icon. But, to, but you know, you guys are you guys are two peas in a pod there, you know? You're very similar. Um, I could tell yeah. that. And, you know, it's like you're, you're, you're in her family. Like, you can be her little sister. And, um... And then to be able to meet her and write for her, and then, I mean, that's 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 uh, like I said, the universe conspiring in your favor, like it's meant to be. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like that. It definitely did. And and um, and I'm just like, I'm still sort of blown away looking back that she saw that that here I like I show up. Um, here I am. I'm like this, like you know, young little like you know, uh, pale imitation of her, basically, <laughs> you know, like, I'm like a little version of her. Well, you're, you're and like the fact that sister. she, yeah, like her little sister or something. And like she, the fact that she took me under her wing and, you know, very graciously, yeah. you know, like allowed me to work for her and like made me such a better joke writer, um, you know, be, be, by challenging me and like not she letting me, you know, like just, you know, just really, that was a really intense job writing monologues for that show. And, she, um, she recognized, but like still great. Yeah. She, I think she recognized a kindred spirit. This was someone who she saw, she was like, I think she saw herself in you and was just like, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to help this person. Yeah. I, I, I think that must be true. And, um, you know, I ended up writing on both of the Oscars, uh, with her. And, you know, those were just like these incredible, you know, you know, career yes. defining moments for so me, you know, okay, like so let's jump right that, to that. that first Oscars, which was, was the first like, one. Was it the Franco and Hathaway one? And, or what was it? No, 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 no. no it was no, wait, wait. Her, her hosting. Her hosting. Okay. Her hosting. She hosted, uh, the first time, I think it was 20, uh, 2007. Yes. Um, and yeah, and she, she hired, you know, me and several of her writers to, to be the writers of, you know, that show and, right. um, just to be there. I mean, I was, you know, in my twenty, I was young. That's crazy. How old were you? I, just to, 2007. Um, I was, I think I was, um, 29. Oh my God. Wow. And, uh, you know, and here I am and I'm like at the Oscars and You're I'm like backstage and it's the, the show and I'm like, right. And like my jokes are being told and, and people are my, you know, I'm standing, I'm standing in the wings with like Spielberg and, you know, Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> like, it was insane. Wow. It was, my mind was blown. It was beyond anything I had ever dreamed of. And that I was there with Ellen was like, what? That's surreal. It was just mind blowing. That's surreal. And it what, was. what was your favorite joke? Do you remember your, like one of your favorite bits that you were like, Holy yeah, my fuck. favorite joke of hers uh, that I wrote of hers for that one yeah. was um, J- Dame Judi Dench was supposed to have been a presenter, but uh, at the last minute she canceled. And the reason given was that she was having knee surgery. Right. And so the joke was, um, Ellen says, uh, you know, Dame Judy Dench, you know, was supposed to be here, but unfortunately, you know, she's uh, having, uh, she had to stay in England because she's having knee surgery on her eyes. <laughs> Funny, man. Um, I, that was, a, that was a fun one. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, there was a few others that I wrote in that one, but that's the one that I remember because it went over very well. Um, and uh, and then I wrote for her again on the uh, 2014 Oscars. Holy yeah. shit! So who, yeah. who? Wait, who? Who was that year? Who was around that year? Well, she, it was she was the host. She was the host. No, I mean, who was like um, who? Who? Who did you rub elbows with? Last time it was oh god um, Spielberg. That one. That one. Who is it? I think that was the year of Dream Girls. I think I can't. Hmm. They kind of all conflate together now in my mind, but. Um, I've written now for the Oscars four times, so I, they kind of um, they bleed together. I confuse them that's, a little bit; they glom together. Wow, that's so cool! And and hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks. And how many Emmys do you have? You have like 15 Emmys? Every time I come to your house, you have a new Emmy. I have to kind of walk around (laughs) or else I get poked by an Emmy. Yeah, I like to put them right in the middle of the floor so you don't miss them. <laughs> it's like a um, it's like a little like pit from Vietnam where if you trip, you <laughs> fall on the Emmys. It's not that many. I have four. I have four Emmys. That's it? It's not that many. No, there's a lot That's of it. Emmys. There's a lot of Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what did you win? Um, you and, won those you know, what's, what's crazy is that when I had the opportunity to do my own show, Ellen was the executive producer. I did it with her. Fuck. Um so, like, we really had a full circle situation because I left her talk show to pursue, you know, doing my own thing. And then she ended up producing my own thing. It was, like, it was crazy. I've been really lucky. Yeah, man, she she definitely, you know, she wants to help you. It's awesome. And it's she really, has helped yeah, you. unbelievable. So I have to ask you about the time that you wrote on the Oscars. Like, it's an infamous one, which was... Anne Hathaway and Franco, where he was just like well, no, a okay. Well, first of all, first of all, second what? of all, and third of all, I didn't really write on those Oscars. Oh, I okay. was I was hired. <laughs> I'm going to completely divorce myself of anything having to do with that, only because <laughs> there were I some was good bits. Hired. If he was awake, he was sleeping. No, okay. literally, you have no idea. I, and you know, I I don't like to speak ill of people, but um. It was pretty nuts. I was hired literally 48 hours before the ceremony. Um, And I was hired by uh, some of Anne's people uh, to come in and basically crisis manage and try to like, you know, 11th hour doctor some shit so that she didn't come off terribly. Okay, because what was going on? It was just not working, or, I mean, or that's what was that was told. That's that's basically what was sold to me. Was, was Franco like, just need like help? Franco was just like, I'm really tired, and this is the most. Well, you're Franco, get me. Franco had a bunch of people writing for him. Like there was, it's a, I, I'm I'm still confused as to what happened, but there were writers. There were certainly really talented writers that were working, but it seemed as if nobody quite had Anne's best interests in mind. She's a great girl. Hmm. You know, I, I didn't know her. I met her literally the, the night before the Oscars. Right. And, you know, I was sort of brought in to, you know, kind of like help her. Right. 
And well, you did I don't a lovely job. Let me tell you. That. Honestly, I don't even know what she knows. It was such a weird right. experience. Right. Um, and I, um, I think that, you know, I kind of like, yeah, go ahead. I think that from what I remember from that, you can't, everything that, she, she's lovely. You know, I have a connection to her. You know, she's been like an angel in my life. But you watch, sure. I, 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 you watch that show, um, and he's he's a dead fish the whole time, and it looks like she's you know doing her best and trying you know, tap yeah, dancing to trying try to and make, make it, it into an something. Engine. And she was singing and dancing, and she did a great fucking job. And she you shouldn't blame her for the craziness. Everything that you guys did to make her look good, you you, you achieved that. But uh, the the uh, the problem is. Like what happened to Franco? Was he did he like snort like eighty lutes? Like what happened to him? I, I don't know. You know, I really don't know. All I know is that when I was brought in, it was you know, and having worked on a few others at that point, I I knew like where it should be for the for the dress rehearsal, like where the monologue should be, where these bits should be, and just none of them had been. They just weren't gelling, and I don't know if it was just sort of a misfire of trying to pair those two very yeah, that was an experiment. different people together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but what I do know is that he had been very overextended in his life at the time, is what I was told, that he was right. going to school, I think, and doing Spread all these things. Very so thin. he was literally bone-tired, so much so that we had this like emergency meeting, just like me, the head writer, and the two of them. Did we chloroform? You know, like, after just... the dress rehearsal. Yeah, I mean, I, it almost seemed like it. Like it was like midnight Saturday night. We could knock Sunday him out after. with a blow dart and just drag him into the sign and say he got sick, and then they could do the whole thing. <laughs> they should have done that. They really and literally, it's the four of us, and we're having this powwow, and he's sleeping. Oh fuck! I can. You he can't literally was sleeping. What a penis! And I mean, listen, the guys are talented, but I keep on hearing these things and. But yeah, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to, I mean, yeah. I never met him, but so I think, I think, you know what happens? Like yeah. these guys get stardom very quick. Suddenly they're hosting the Oscars and it goes to their head and they can't fucking handle it. They spread themselves too thin. They think they're, um, you know, like, like uh, superhuman. And, and then they, that, then that happens, you know? Yeah. It felt like there were no stakes in it for him. And, and, you know, this is a weird parallel, but it's almost like there's there's something to like hosting the Oscars is like this ultimate responsibility. It's like this ultimate job. It's the, yeah. you know, in terms of a, of a, of a presenter, of a, of a comedian, it's, it's the, it's the top the pinnacle, one. Pinnacle. It's like being the president, you know, it's like, you know, they always say like, Oh, it's the pre- on the office of the president. Like you did it four you times. rise to the occasion. <laughs> you did it four times. It's amazing. You did it four times. Well, I I didn't host it. I just was one of many writers. Oh, but you were yeah, involved like, with you the, know, it's like, the the mechanism, man. It's amazing. Yeah, the mechanism. Sure. Yes. For, yeah, it was crazy. Um, and I just think he did not rise to the occasion of the office. And I think he just there were no stakes in it for him. Like he just kind of it's like he knew he would be fine if it went bad. And kind of just decided he wasn't going to put in the effort, I think, is Whoa. what it, is what I would say. Whereas, like, Anne is just obviously, like, she's an A-plus student. She wants everything to be she great. from the theater, and, you know. She you know, she's, a show. Yes, she wants, she wants to put on a show. She could not have had better intentions. You have you the know, fucking opportunity hosting. to host the Oscars. You know, you look at the lineage of people who have hosted the Oscars, and you get the opportunity to do that? I don't care, man. You're fucking tired. You better fucking take 
you just fucking just get some jolts caffeine in you. You know, whatever the hell you got to do to yeah, put on a show yeah. and then sleep afterwards. It's true. Come on, that's like you're shitting on it. Anyway, yeah. can you tell him so a that little? Was a, that was a weird one. That was a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> because I literally then was like my job was <laughs> to follow her around backstage during the show and just be like, you're doing a great job. <laughs> That's what I did. Well, you were Mickey to her, Rocky. You're doing great, kid. Yeah. Just keep your jab up. Yeah. Stay down low. Yeah, I had one of those water bottles just spraying it into her mouth. Like, that's what it was like. That's, and she was thrilled when it was all over, and she was so, like, yeah. thankful and like, yeah. lovely. And, and then I think she, you know, I think she was living in this bubble right. of, like, that it right. went amazing, and everybody's telling her it was amazing. Right. And then, you know, she I didn't... can't imagine how she must have felt, you know, hearing what people thought, you know, right. like if she, all she did was try her best. She must have noticed. And she, she did have, a good job. She must have noticed that she must have noticed during the rehearsal process that he was uh, a zombie. It's like nine of the living dead up there. I, she did. Uh, she did. But you know, she's so classy. I don't, I don't think I ever heard, you know, a word of. She's defense, an angel. You know? She's a wonderful angel. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to, let's jump off that. Let's go to hot in Cleveland. You know why? Because you got the fucking oh god, a, why? Nu- a fucking Betty White, like a comedy. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, why? I forget I that. It's funny. I'm looking at a picture of her right now. I'm in my office. There you go. Um, and I'm looking at a picture of Betty that <laughs> that she signed for me because um, I actually worked with her quite a bit. Weirdly, on the, on Ellen on the talk show, right? Um, she was a very frequent guest, and huh. we would write bits for her on that show, and you know, the, she and Ellen always had, like, they had this, like, weird, like, fun, um, uh, like, uh, kind of, not like arch enemy, but like, they had, oh. they had, they had a, a little bit of, like, they had, like, fake conflict on the show, which was really fun. Nice. And we would write, we would write kind of, you know, banter for Betty. So I would go, um, like, the first time I ever, I ever wrote for her, I went and I knocked on her door, <laughs> her dressing room, and I was like, excuse me, Miss White, you know, I have your if you're lions, if you want it. And she's like, don't call me Miss White. Only people who hate me call me Miss White. Wow. And I was like, okay, well, you know, Betty, I have you. She said, call me Miss White. <laughs> 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 um, that's, that's, I mean, like, she's, there is like no other person on the planet like that woman. Love it. Yeah. She's, she's, she's like a legend, man. She's a legend. And you get the and she and deservedly like she's like on hot in Cleveland, like she she hit every mark, knew every line, you know, and she was in her deep eighties, <laughs> you know. Yeah, why do I keep doing? Like and a, she was flawless. I'm doing like a Hanna Barbera thing, man. <laughs> Gee, Yogi, <laughs> let's get out of here. What's wrong? Something wrong with me? I'm very excited to have you on the show. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm 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 gonna wrap up soon. Betty White. Yeah, it's insane, and she's still alive. I mean, how how is she? She's like ninety now. She just turned ninety six, I think. Fuck, dude. The, yeah, unbelievable. Didn't you have? Like, and you want to hear the best thing about Betty? What? You know, her, her she's famous for this. That you know, she eats hot dogs every day and drinks two martinis every night. Whoa, she's pickled. She's a nitrate pickle factor. <laughs> <laughs> so all the shit they tell you about what wow. you should and shouldn't eat and drink, you know. Wow. Say fuck them, Betty White. Fuck them, Betty White. I'm gonna Betty White this fucker. <laughs> I'm gonna Betty White the rest of my life. 
Whoa, what was that sound? I'm becoming a robot or something. <laughs> um, okay, so we're I, coming. I'm, I'm, all right, of course. I already, I already am a robot since, <laughs> since the early '90s. Can you guys? Can you? The people who are listening, can you imagine? What Dan Fogler was like when he was fourteen and still had braces. Can and you just sober? imagine? And sober? That's I didn't. I hadn't, I hadn't found. I hadn't found pot. Yeah, yet. we hadn't. We hadn't yet. We had not yet. Junior uh, year. Uh, found pot. Yeah. yeah. That, that, the <laughs> dirty imagine. mistress, Mary Jane. This fucking guy. This fucking oh guy. Yeah. I was. I was even more hyper. So how about that? No, that's not true. Yeah, I mean, we. we you. We I had a lot of energy. It was like. Remember where I was? Can't even imagine. I did a lot of Belushi like tumbling. I was like, I I, I felt no pain. I was like, oh yeah. Well, yeah, we were we were we were like you know little Gumbies. Gumbies. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get you. <now. laughs> okay, so two. I gotta mention two broke girls. That's where you got most of your Emmys from, right? Didn't you invent that show or help? No, them? no. My Emmys. My Emmys are from Ellen. My oh, Emmys are from all, Ellen. They're all Ellen related, of course. They're all Ellen related. She. I owe everything to her. <laughs> I love it. Um, but no, two broke girls. Um, it was uh, was a great experience, and certainly, like you know, started me on the path of writing narrative. You know, uh, doing narrative stuff and doing half hours. Um, and I got to do four of the six seasons of that show. Um, and uh, that it's like you know, it was a great it was a great place to learn how to do that. How to how to make a successful show? Yeah, you ever you ever want um, you ever want to write anything for me? <laughs> By the way, I love that you say that like you haven't asked me that four thousand times. <laughs> it's a new idea. I just well, came up with of it. course, I would love to. In fact, I told you right now, um, I'm writing a pilot for Netflix, and there is a part in it that I'm I would love for you to play. What's the part? You can describe it. Um, he's a he's a um, a widower, and he has a young daughter, and um, he's you know his wife has passed away, and he's like trying to figure out how to how to do it, how to how to be a single dad. That's cool. Like, um, is it like a grounded Mister Momish kind of thing? <laughs> well, he's not the lead. I should I should tell you that right away. I want to get your hopes mm. right where they should be. Uh, this is a this this would be yeah. Sorry, no, I was kidding. This sounds that sounds like a great. Well, you're very busy with your fantastic beast schedule, so I figured you'd really only you know have have no, so much time. No, so you're right. I could this, pop there in are and... two female leads, and then he would be he's like the guy. Love it, love it, man. That sounds great. I love that idea. Um. Um, but gonna, yes, of course, it would be it would be amazingly full circle to work together. You ever gonna? Because you know we've you've directed me before. Remember, remember? Um, my... I've directed you before. Yes. Well, you you were <laughs> you. My sister and I made a film, and you were you were you made a brief cameo in that. Um, my and, first time driving. Um, that was your directorial. My first time driving. That what? was my sister, actually. No, that was I wrote it, but my sister you directed wrote it. it. Okay, you wrote Rebecca. It. Yeah, she directed it. Okay, so you but never directed me. It was me. like we did it together. You've never directed me, have you? I've never directed you. You directed me in high school. Would you direct anything? You know, it's something I think about a lot, especially sort of in this times up me too, fifty-fifty, uh, you know, moment of our yeah. of our business. Like I do think about it a lot. Um, so yeah, I think I probably would direct at some point. Um, I just think like 
it's it's as a creator writer person like there's already you're already kind of doing a lot (laughs) and I have a lot of respect for you know the Greta Gerwig's of the world who will take it all on um did you love Lady Bird but you know loved I loved it it. yeah oh my god I loved it I felt I felt like that was I don't know like a like a John Hughes movie for today absolutely yeah Yeah, it was a very sort of like classic film Um, I think she has like really accomplished something incredible yeah uh, with that movie and like so yes like something like that inspires me to want to do that but um but i'm sort of just trying to focus on like creating a you know like a just an, a good show <laughs> i want to create a, a good show that you know stays on and you know has gets to gets to be fully realized and you know then i'll think about directing cool i like that and you're yeah. doing and you're doing yeah. uh your your pod well it's not a podcast this just out is like is just, is YouTube where can people see this just out? Yeah, it's on it's on YouTube. It's a it's a um, it's a lesbian talk show that I've been hosting from my kitchen table for the last ten years. <laughs> nice. I interview uh, yeah, famous lesbians and women of interest to the lesbian community, and I hit on them. What was nice? And what was your favorite? That's awesome. <laughs> And what was your favorite? Uh, what are your favorite uh, episodes you've had so far? Um, I, you know, anytime I get to interview uh, my friend Kate Menig, who was uh, she played Shane on the L Word. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like a you know real lesbian sex symbol. Um, and anytime I get to interview her, it's so great because she's so dry and she's so <laughs> seemingly uh, serious. Yeah. But we have such a great time together and we so enjoy each other and like i think we have like really fun chemistry so anytime i've I've, and i've interviewed her probably the most of anybody over the last 10 years like it you know even the early episodes are so fun and uh and anytime i have t and her sarah on is really fun um and uh and also like those are the ones that most people watch because they have the biggest fan bases Gotcha. Um, so yeah, those are those are really fun ones. Nice, man. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> bro, what's up, bro? I do that to Jody. <laughs> I do that a lot. I I feel like is that okay to be saying like, "Hey, man," to like a a, a girl? Because I I can't not do that. I can't like I do it to Jody. Well, you know. If it makes you feel better, what? I call all my straight male friends girl. What's up, girl? Like, What's up, girl? I love it. So I I do that all the time. So I think, hey, you know, it's just a word. Like Jody will be like, Can you take out the garbage? I'll be like, Okay, man. <laughs> is that weird? Or <laughs> I mean, it's not romantic. It's not romantic at all, but neither <laughs> is taking out the garbage. So let me so and so when I did this movie called Don Peyote, which was about like the dawning of the age of Aquarius. You know, basically, right. they told me that the yin yang symbol is a is a big wheel, you know, and that it it turns, and that we are coming out of the yang and into the yin, uh, which is the feminine energy. And um, it oh, interesting! Isn't it feels like that it's happening? It has been happening since 2012. I mean, it was something that, and it feels like. Um, and I feel like the we can use some uh, a thousand years or whatever it is of feminine energy, my God, and hopefully that 
Trump, uh, Trump administration and, and, and the, the whole, the whole, you know, this whole movement that's happening where it's calling out the, the sleaze and the, 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 the male, you know, activity that's the, the male yang energy that has been ruling for so long. Um, it's, it seems like it's the last, you know, whimper of that, hopefully. And that, um, uh, the yin is about to take over. Do you do you feel that? She's gone. Oh my god! At the most important, most crucial fucking moment. Like god damn it! Damn it! God damn it! I will get look. It's and it's showing that she, her thing is still there. Uh, 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 all right. I was I was like I was like <laughs> Charlie Rose for a second. He was having a moment. God damn it! The fuck? We will do it again. I'm sorry. Am I really loud? Are other people working out there? No, I turned you off. Oh, you turned me off? In terms of the out thing so they can't hear you because I can hear you. They needs, this needs to be recorded. <laughs> this is the last whimper of of the yang, everybody. You see how angry I am? You see? Look at that. Jesus. Let's try it again. Whoa, what does that say that you were talking about? The, the yin is taking over. And then, and then me the off. call dropped me. Whoa. <laughs> fucking CIA <laughs> fucking Trump is just so uh, uh, no no boop and just hit a button <laughs> thank god he didn't hit the big red one Jesus Christ Trump is like Trump is like such a schmuck I would believe that he's just like listening to random podcasts where did I uh, well I, I I believe it I say crazy shit I'm running for president against him right now on, on Twitter you know it's, it's that's true that's Fogler true 20, I want Oprah but Fogler 2020 20, 20. I can't even say it I'm so excited Fuck but it. to answer your question about the yin and yang thing I was gonna say like I I want to think I feel the yin taking over I hope that's what I feel like. I, I, I know what you're saying, that it does feel like that. And I hope that's true. And I hope that the silver lining of this, like in, in just horrible, you know, political moment that we're living in right now, hopefully the silver lining is that it's what we needed to tip that scale just to be so disgusted by, you know, toxic male masculinity, blah, 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 that, you know, we needed something, someone as bad as him as just awful to women, as hateful to, you know, people that are not like him and, you know, to usher in, uh, you know, a, a feminine, lighter, more empathic, sensitive, loving time. I love you, man. I love you, too. Oh, I set you up to say I love you, girl. You should have said I love you, girl. Oh, fuck. I'm Look, rusty. You want me to do it again? I'll do it again. You ready? <laughs> Do it again, do it again, do it again, yeah. I love you, man. Love you, girl. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Oh. Like, you're not going to edit out. You're not going to edit out the first part. You're the le- No, not at all. It all stays. That's the nuts and bolts. People love that <laughs> shit. It's the magic. You know what? It's like a real conversation. You're the Lando to my hand solo. I just want you to know that. Oh, my God. I... So wish I understood that reference. <laughs> I just want you to. I just want you to say. I just want you to say, like, damn, get over here, you space scoundrel, and give me a hug. Can you say that? Is that is that Lando? Kinda. Hey, damn, get over here, you 
Give me a space Friends. I know. I'm sorry. I gotta. I gotta let you get back to your life in LA. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, can I tell you every time? Um, every, well, go ahead, sweetie. What? I was gonna say, give your give your girls a big hug from me. Um, I will. I will. I'm gonna give them a big hug from you. When are you coming to New York? Again? Thank you. Uh, so Passover. Passover. <laughs> <laughs> we will. You're gonna answer the four questions at our house. I'm gonna make you. Okay, great. <laughs> Good. Okay. Were you bought mitzvah? Were you bought mitzvah? I wasn't. If you remember, oh no, it was right before we met. But I had uh, I was kicked out of Hebrew school, so I was not able to get my bat mitzvah. I love that. Okay, <laughs> that's great. That's story <laughs> <laughs> for another time. <laughs> you were kicked out of bat mitzvah school. That's hysterical. Oh, I love that. Uh, let's, let's end there. Wait, were you were you bar mitzvah? Of course, I was. Okay, I, mean, I was assuming, but it's just like hard to believe that you were focused enough to memorize the haftorah. Well, let me tell you what happened in another language. Let me tell you what happened. I learned it phonetically, okay, and then uh, like they, they like wrote it out for me, and uh, I didn't. And then on the day they were like, okay, <laughs> then they wanted me to read it. You know. Oh God. And then I'm I'm like trying to remember it. And then I busted into some like other prayer in the middle of it because it sounded like something else, right? Because I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm so right-brained. And then like the, I'm looking at the, the, the two rabbis and they're looking at me like, well, what are you doing? Oh, come on, get back to that. They're pointing at the, the, the Torah and I'm just like, it looks like gibberish. And then I'm fucking, and my knees are, <laughs> my knees are shaking. I never had my knees shake before. My knees were shaking and the rabbi, I remember the rabbi, he just, put his foot next to my foot because I was, he was trying to tell me like, your leg is shaking, you maniac. Because I, because you could see the podium shaking while I was, it was hysterical. <laughs> then finally I got back on course and you could see my dad in the audience like, Jesus, all right, okay, great, great. Okay, we're back on course. It was fucking, and then they pelt you with candy. Wait, you did, your, did your bar mitzvah have a theme? Yeah, I did um, superheroes. Yeah, comic books oh, and sure. superheroes. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna let you go because I gotta go. go. All right, but I could talk to you forever. You gotta go. I gotta we'll be talking forever. to each other forever. Those were the will. days. How was it? Was I was <laughs> I a maniac? Well, how was I? You know me for a long time. Did you have fun? Wait. Oh, you mean right now? You want you want an instant review? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> instant. Do it. This is Liv Saltman with another instant review. Um, yeah, you, you were great. You, you were great. I, I, I hope, I hope I gave uh, you enough time to be hilarious and do your bits. I hope I didn't talk too much. You could talk as much as you want. You're the greatest okay, person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> You're the greatest person in the world. Did you see the greatest showman? You got to see it. I did. I did. Dan, we're starting a whole other conversation. I know we're done. Okay. We could talk forever. Okay, I love you. We could. Okay. And we will. Okay, love you too. Bye. Okay, bye. Holy crap. I know her. Yes, you do. I know that lady. She's pretty fierce. Isn't she? She's fierce. She's making shit happen. For real, though. We, man, it's, let me tell you, it's the same... This relationship, this insane relationship, is it's been the same for, since we're 14, 13. I didn't know that her sister wrote... Um, 
twenty fifth annual. Yeah, she was her. It was her idea. She had this improv company called the Farm. Rebecca Feldman. Rebecca knew me because I was friends with Liz, and she mm-hmm. saw me in plays and stuff. And and um, wow, she's yeah, it was like that. It was this improv group, and she's Rebecca basically said. Um, with Jay Reese, uh, who was Principal Panch in the in the show, he wrote all of those uh, questions and those hysterical fucking, uh, you know, as, uh, all the definitions. Right. Oh my god! And that's how the show started. It was just a spelling bee. We and and it was her conception. Rebecca, she's like, hey, let's make a show, a spontaneous show, uh, out of um, spelling bee. Wow! And yeah, it was all her idea. And then, and then. You know, it's, it's my God. The Fellman sisters have been such an you know major influence on my life theatrically. Wow, they creatively. She they wrote the you know yeah they they created the the playing field that allowed me to win the Tony Award. That's amazing, insane. Which is what you and I will talk about on my my podcast one day because nice. I'm I'm dying to know now that you said that it's like what is that like to. Like, who knew that however many years ago when you guys were all hanging out and being around each other, that that would be where your destiny would lead you? That's, yeah. like, fucking awesome. Yeah, it was, and it was the best way to do it because we were all friends. Friends. Yeah. And friends from the very beginning. Yeah. That's that's something that's a lot of really trust. very important. A lot of trust there. All right. Wow. Good one, man. This is that was a, fabulous. This was a good one, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see you on your show, brother. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. The yin is rising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good. 